Don't make me have to play the. Don't make me have to play the heat. Yo, ski has not been put on to the rhythm culture yet. Oh man, I I was trying to tell him about it the other day, man. Okay. Oh, there it is, and it's live. What kind of what kind? Hello, everybody. This is the Beat Podcast, and uh, little technical difficulties. I don't understand what Google Hangouts be doing sometimes, man. It, really? I, it still doesn't show me. It still doesn't show us live for me. It says live on my side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're we're on. I see it. Yeah. Oh, that's scary. That is kind of weird, ain't it? I'm gonna leave and come back in then. Okay. Cool. So, yo, who we got on today? Did we lose anybody? No, oh, Ken jumped off. Hope you're back on. What up, D? Still. What's going on, brother? How are you? Good, man. Good to see you. Yeah, man. You know, I'm back in town. I leave again this week, so you know. Word. Tell, well, where you been? You've been like all over in the Netherlands and Norwegian yeah, I was, country. I was in Sweden, Norway, Copenhagen, uh, Denmark. Yeah, I've been just traveling for a while with the band and just uh, been uh, just exploring, collecting a lot of things for my ears, sort of sampling and just, you know, doing a bunch of stuff, man. Yo, man, you should do a, a worldwide sample pack just to kind of commemorate your travels that'd be dope yeah hey, I've, um, I've collected a lot of stuff on, on the road I, I bought this uh microphone for my phone called the sure mv88 mm -hmm. and bro m sent put me up on that and bro i trying to change my life dope. i don't i don't carry a zoom recorder with me anymore is that the uh that's the ios one 
Yeah, bro. And it has mid-side decoding. So like it's a it's in the app, you can choose what you record from the one mic. It's really that's cool. pretty nice. Yeah. That's dope. I still What's keep it, a Zoom recorder because I like using SD cards, man. I like I like being able to record something, knowing where it is, taking it and putting it in something else. Like I feel you because you're mad complicated. Um, yeah, 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 of I'm course. <laughs> like this shit ain't difficult. This whack. <laughs> <laughs> That's what all these cables are for. <laughs> hold on, hold on. What, what what is the mic called again? It's called the Shure MV88. Okay. Hold on, I'll, I'll I'll grab it while you guys talk. Why they put MV88 on there? That that's uh, I feel like they shouldn't say that like that. It's yeah. like rolling. You got you, yeah, you know. You were catching feelings off of that. <laughs> you already know. So how yeah, let me let me let me go around the table. Ken, welcome back, brother. What's going on with you? Oh man, I've been working. Uh, and I'm I'm very you know, fortunate. Um, very very fortunate to be super super busy with both sound design. Uh, product design and uh, everything else. So I just finished wrapping up a, a large project um, that I can't talk about just yet, I don't think. Um, but <laughs> lots of other... <laughs> you're, you're over there chuckling. <laughs> Still knows what it is. Um, but no, like, yeah, I've just been super busy and fortunate f to be busy. So, you know, just keep them grinding. We got Ski up in here. What's up, Ski? Welcome back. Hey. What up, man? How you doing? Uh, unlike you guys, I don't have the uh, nice studio in the background. I'm in a hotel room. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, right now, about to perform tonight. Nice. <laughs> word, word. You're gonna be doing. Uh, you're gonna be doing. You switched on back. Bap. Uh, performing that stuff, showing that stuff off up there. Nah, not tonight. Tonight I'm performing with Currency. I'm just gonna be DJing for him tonight. Okay. Word. Word. Mm -hmm. Dope. Dope. Well, yo, uh, Ken. What'd you yeah. say? There was one thing you wanted to get right into. Uh, the Eloquenza? I don't have the Eloquenza. I don't know nothing about uh, it. But well, I did. I yeah. Gonna... We could dive into just mo modular sequencing and, and mod BAP sequencing more specifically because, you know, just a modular sequencer, I mean, that's cool and all, but if it can't do what we need it to do for mod BAP, it's like, okay, then it's just a sequencer. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. we were kind of talking. I know Ski recently was in the market for a new sequencer. Like, and when I say a new sequencer, I don't mean just like, you know, a, a simple analog sequencer, something that could actually get you from scratch idea to a song, like something deeper inside of your modular. And uh, he ended up going uh, with, with the Eloquencer. For me, uh, I tend to use the uh, Zeta Ohm Fluxus One. Um, and I would say there, there's a few other sequencers out there that are kind of on that level. But like to me, this is like the top level of of modular sequencers. The, this is like the level of modular sequencers where it's like it's still in your case, but you can actually do a full production with it, and it's got a lot of really cool tricks. So I would say like Eloquencer, uh, Fluxus One, uh, the Audio Damage. What is it? ADM One. Um, the Audio Damage One's pretty dope. Mm -hmm. And then um, what about that? Still with is it Stilson and Hammer, something like that. Still oh, some hammer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have I have I like one that I wanna I have one I wanna add, but I don't know yeah. if it's necessarily if it's necessarily a modular joint, the SEQ. Well, I see a lot of guys using yeah, it with and, modular and that's though. The poly end one. So that one's standalone, but at the same time, I mean I put that in kind of a similar circumstances like the uh the Circlon. Um so those are some some really, really powerful uh modular sequencers, but 
a key aspect of the, that stuff is that you have you can patch into them so you can modulate aspects of your sequence you know mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. external sources and it can do a lot you know so the eloquencer is i think eight tracks yep is that right yep. and the uh, eight tracks and while the what is it the uh, fluxus one is six right well no the fluxus one is the fluxus one is weird because it's it's four tracks but then for each track you have a, a cvb that can be kind of independent as well mm -hmm. so you can actually you could kind of break it out to being like eight um but technically speaking it's four and then you have individual envelopes uh individual envelopes individual arpeggiations individual lfos that kind of stuff per well, that's, that's the reason that's the reason why I, um why i went with the fluxus one because i was looking at eloquence and fluxus one i went with fluxus one because it felt like there was a lot of you can get really granular with it like with on per step type of basis i thought that was dope yeah okay. so uh, i have a question i have a question out of all these um sequencers that you guys are talking about and I know this is going to be a stupid question, but which one sounds the most human to you? Eloquenza. No, Eloquenza. Well, hold I like Eloquenza. Let me tell you something about the Eloquenza. I love the Eloquenza because of the, the swing percentage that it has. If I turn mm. that little motherfucker up to five percent, it's swinging, but it goes all the way to eighty percent. Mm. So it does it crazy, crazy, off the grid, dealer type shit. You know, mm -hmm, if you fuck mm -hmm. with it, that's dope. Okay, so one issue that I've always had, and Ken and Corey know this, I don't really use swing, but I don't really use quantize either. So hold right. on, I'm, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna kind of talk at it from a slightly different angle. So he Ski's got lots of experience now that he has the Eloquencer, whereas I've got lots of experience with the Fluxus One. I've had it since it was in beta stage, so like I, I know it pretty well. Uh, I know Corey also has a Fluxus One. He's kind of still learning it. Yep. Um, both both of the sequencer are both of them are are really dope and can do a lot of stuff as far as like swing and and uh, randomization that kind of stuff. Uh, I I'll just speak to the Fluxus one as far as saying it will allow you to do random, and you can also adjust swing per track. You can adjust um, swing. You can modulate swing also, which is important. Um, you can you can basically change everything inside of it like you can have everything modulating everything there's an internal matrix of modulation destinations so okay. you can have let's say you had uh track one is running right and mm -hmm. you had like individual lfos going per step so like you had an eighth note lfo like tempo synced lfo running at an eighth note on step one but on step four it goes to 30 second notes right mm -hmm. you send that lfo out to your uh to your say skip one right or mm -hmm. skip eight or skip however many steps yeah, that, and you can cool. be modulating how many steps you're skipping and all kinds of stuff like so, so with that thing you can wow. actually you can actually kind of sculpt it to be as random or as sloppy or as tight as you want all inside of the module so would you would you say it's almost like the transmod section in geist 2 where you can kind of assign anything to anything. So it's it's kind of like that, except um, you're not limited to what's inside of Geist. So like in Geist, you can do that, yeah. but you're, you're still limited to what's inside that platform. Whereas with these, 
it's got both it's got MIDI on it, so it's got uh DIN MIDI on it. Okay. We have two uh two eighth inch adapters. Um and then it's also got uh inputs for gate and C V coming in, and you can modulate it through that way too. So you can modulate it both internally and externally. Oh, that's super dope. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. That's super dope. The other thing that I like, hold on, let me just show you this real quick. Uh oh, here we go. Once he gets out his seat, let me show you something real quick. <laughs> <laughs> let me do and show you this. So, um, hold on. I'm I'm trying to see my screen, so I gotta. Can you guys still hear me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hopefully, I don't get too quiet because I'm on a dynamic. So, but yeah. So this is the Fluxus one right here. The other cool thing about this is, uh, let me see if I'm. So I'll turn this up a little bit. So you can actually, uh, these silicone buttons on here, you can kind of like finger drum on them, or you can set them to be whatever notes you want from a sequence, and then actually play them with your hands. Actually, that's the thing too, those pads feel nice. They're not, like I was surprised at how They're nice buttons. they feel where you can actually They're play buttons, them. But they feel like pads, mm -hmm. you know? Mm. They're made out of silicone. So I'll just show a quick, a quick, for instance, about the random thing that I was talking about earlier. So if I have this, if I want this pattern to go random, all I have to do is hold down step one and then press the random button. And then it'll allow me to decide how random I want it. Do I want it to be pitch and gate or just pitch or just gate? Um, do I want it to be quantized to a specific scale? How many octaves do I want? So I'm gonna hit this again, and this is gonna go random. So that was a random pattern right there. It just switched up. And I'll do it again. And it's staying within the scale that I want, so it doesn't sound bad. Yeah, that's dope. Hey, let me, let me, let me, uh, hold on. Still. You are, know, you watching, are you watching the broadcast? Yeah, yeah. Said they can only see Ski. Yeah, I only see Ski on the broadcast. What kind of business is that? Bro, this thing crazy right now today. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, let me see. I see Ski on the broadcast. Yeah, but I, he's, we, only see, we only see him. Okay, let me lock on and lock off. He over there looking real relaxed. No, 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 you don't do that, Corey. <laughs> Corey, don't log off because if you oh, do, I'm not logging off. I'm actually I was locking on his screen. Oh, okay. Toggling off of to to see if that was worth it. I see it. I see it. Okay, uh, Masada said I just came up. Okay. Okay. All kinds of craziness. Yeah, um, that is all kinds of crazy. Okay. Word. Okay, but hey, so so here's the thing. I think we talked about it before too, uh, Ken about um that particular sequence so i was looking at both of those but i think the reason i went with fluxes one is because you can get so granular and two is because i think it made a difference that i met the dude before the sequence ever came out he was still working on it we met him and I, one i wanted to kind of support what he was doing um and you said there's still a lot of features that hasn't been implemented in it yet right yeah that's the other thing is so on. um you uh so yeah you need to i think you need to select who, who's talking or you can click on your own thing twice and it should automatically select between us when we're talking because right oh, now it's already it's supposed to be doing like on my screen i'm seeing it do i it see ski right now so i don't know uh, i don't know anyway 
So I'll talk anyway, and and you know, Ski's over there being the model for my voice. So that's <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what I, I, what I was gonna say is, uh, yeah, when we were at uh, Nobcom, we met up with Tenkai, uh, who's the owner of Zeta Ohm, who makes that sequencer, and he was kind of talking about different things, and I was like, oh. Oh well, yeah. it, it, if it has these inputs and those inputs, then that means that we can, uh, you know, we could do envelopes on this. And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, you could do envelopes." And I was like, "So you could do individual drum envelopes per step, then, right?" And he's like, "Oh, I, I didn't even think of that, man." Not like three months later, he hit me up and he was like, "Yeah, I put these these envelopes in there, just like you were talking about." <laughs> like, so he's been real active as far as like, uh, you know, changing the module and getting it you know, in, in a more usable, more usable, you know, dictated by how the users want to use mm -hmm. it, which is really dope. Um, I, I'm really enjoying it. I've seen a lot of really dope stuff with the Eloquator as well. And I think, um, is Lee using it? Is Lee using Lee, the Eloquencer? Think, yeah, Lee uses the Eloquencer. Um, yeah, he uses that and, and the ER301 as a sample piece, but... Man, I'm about to make that Ella, um, that Fluxus One a standalone box. Just get a little box for it, and just make that joint standalone. Hey guys, park me for a minute, guys. Yeah. Okay, oh. I just I, I dropped out and came back in so that hopefully it would fix the feet, but whatever. And I was I was thinking, man, it would be dope to make that Fluxus One just like a one box unit, like standalone little little sequencer. Because because when I think about the Fluxus One, I'm like, if I were to put that in a little case, it would be probably the size of a Digitat on its own, right? Or is it smaller than that? Um, Digitat? Yeah, it's probably a little smaller than a... Well, I don't know. No, yeah, it's probably a little smaller than a Digitat, width and width-wise, obviously. Hey, yo, Ken. Yo. Do you like the Fluxus One because it's called Flux? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you like it. That's why you like it. Not the truth, Ken. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Go. That's what's up. Nothing wrong with that, brother. There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, so he, here's the thing, though. What about the the? I mean, does it really matter? So if if you like a Eurorack purist, you ain't trying to have no external sequences, but uh, you know, I kind of like having external sequences, but I did try to flux mm -hmm. this one because I want to have that some power in the box that I could just sit in front of the modular and go to town with it and start creating it, then incorporate that with like the MPCX and, and bro, that's too, that. much, that's too much work, Corey. You got the MPCX. Yeah, oh, that's super easy. That's kind of yeah, but you know I what? The, the X is dope for that, but man, like the X can't do everything. You know what I mean? Like so there, I, there's I, a lot of I feel you. Unlock, there's a lot of potential for the X's CV that aren't even touched yet. You no, and I, I totally get it. I mean, like, for for the layman, like, I feel like, hey, man, if you're just going to do regular sequencing, just use what you got and interface mm -hmm. it with your modular. But well, if that's you, true. But if you really want the features that the Fluxus one or that the Eloquencer has, because I know dudes, like, let's be honest, they'll buy something and they don't use, like, 10% of the features that it has. They just use, you know, they just use it for, oh, because it's cool and I like the sequencer, but I feel like the machine can do the job of a lot of stuff. 
that mm -hmm. a lot of these sequencers can do. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I use that. Yeah, because for me, that's why I feel like, man, I love the way a lot of the electron machines sequence, and I would use that to sequence my module. Or I love the way my machine sequences, and I would use that to sequence my modular. I would just get, you know, some sort of interface like the MIDI to CV or some sort of gate module, and I'm straight after that. But that's only for my needs now. Once I become like Corey and Flux, where they know like mountaintop of modular kind of stuff, then I feel like I can go get an Eloquencer or a Fluxus one. But I don't really need that right now, and that's well, kind of what I'm thinking about. Yeah, you know, I could tell you sometimes it's a rabbit hole, man, where you like, you know, I think I would like to have this feature, those features, those features. That sounds good. That sounds good. I'm going to get it and explore it. And I think that's part of one of the things that I did with the Fluxus one was like, I'm going to explore what that can bring to the to the table. Right. And then but I'm still learning it. You know what I'm saying? And then to tell yeah. you the truth, it's just one of those things where if you're not careful, like for me, I could come in the lab and I'm ready to get down of something I'm learning. It'll take learner longer to to get into it if I'm just ready to get in and uh and start. <laughs> so I'll just get in on the X and get started and be like, oh, I was gonna do this or that. But once you get into a groove of producing, that's where the the, the thing comes in sometimes. No, I told. So my thing is this: like the. I have MIDI to CV modules so that I can sequence whatever I'm doing on my machine or, or my MPC or whatever. Like you don't even need an X in order to sequence CV, you know, into your Eurorack from an MPC. Like you just need a MIDI to CV module. Sure. And, and, you know, I do that from time to time. But for me at least, my modular serves three purposes, right? First purpose is more modules, a, more modules, yeah. more modules, more modules. Well, no, listen. Hold on now. The first purpose is, is that it's a sound manipulation tool, so I can process my audio through it, right? right, right. So that's one thing, which for the most part, I don't really need to sequence along with the tempo for that. I sometimes I'll tempo sync my effects, but not not all the time, right? Um, the other thing that I, that I do with that is, you know, it acts as a drum machine and synthesizer, right? And that's mm -hmm. that's straight up what it is. Um, I forget what else I was going to say now. You got me all twisted. But basically what I'm saying is this. Oh, oh, the unexpected, the, the, the third thing is just unexpected sounds, right? So unexpected sounds, unexpected sequences, which are not going to come from machine, are not going to come from MPC. That's why I have a inbuilt sequencer. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be able to get these happy accidents, these strange uh, patterns, these strange things that are occurring. And my modular allows me to get to places that I'm not going to get through a traditional form of a so, doll or a, or a MPC or whatever. So, yeah, I understand where you're coming from with that, because honestly, before I got my modular, what I had was like the A4, the uh, electron analog A4. Yeah. So I had that joint and I just got the rhythm. And what I noticed is because of those sequences, it gave me something that the MPC didn't give me. And it's that yep. random, that probability that, you know, yep. just kind of stuff that you, that it's not, the MPC is not built to do. It's, it's just, just not that thing. Doing that, on, doing that on the MPC takes too long. Yeah. And, and so with, with those kinds of capabilities that was in the electron sequencer, it made, which makes me think they should do a Eurorack sequencer, their sequencer, but, at any rate, I would combine those two and what it would be it would be like a solid foundation with all this random probability stuff going on on top of it. 
And I get that same thing out of Eurorack now that I've gotten into into Eurorack. Let me let me ask you this. Do you think they can make a sequencer that has um we can take the quantize off? Yeah, yeah, they have it though. They have it though. A modular Which sequencer? One? Oh, modular sequencer? Okay, so there's a couple that I've been looking at that that kind of do it. Um, I don't know many, but I remember Corey, remember when I used to talk to you about the Qubit Triger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that mm -hmm. one I saw I saw a dude playing that joint live. Like he was mm -hmm. playing drum beats live on that joint. I had it for about a month. And I was like, yo, first got into modular. I was like, that don't sound gridded at all. Mm -mm. Like that's on his fire. You gotta you gotta look at the so when you say something's not quantized, we all know that something is always quantized. Oh, yeah, we know that. It's no, it's not. But I'm, I'm getting to a point. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking down to anybody about this. I'm just kind of getting to a point. Okay. So certain sequencers allow for live input. Fluxus One allows you to do live input, right? So you can actually record your sequence live. And then you can dictate how tight that is. Now, things like, um, I'm trying to think of the sequencer that did it most recently. Um, so, Drumroot, for instance, right, has a method where you can unquantize, right? Now, granted, these, uh, these more XOXO style sequencers, their PPQ tends to be really low, comparatively mm -hmm. speaking, to something like a machine or yeah. um or mpc right so we're not yeah. dealing with nine nine six uh 960 we're not dealing with 96 a lot of times you're dealing with far far lower ppqs right yeah. and that's what's dictating how tight something feels even when the quantize is off the question right. is is which sequencers are having this higher level of of uh ppq so that and, and allowing us to access them as well because oh, a lot of times even if it's quantized you can push and pull off of the grid a certain extent before you hit the next note. And that's that's kind of where a lot of that stuff ties in as well. I, I think I think for me, what's difficult, Ken, is in the modular, I guess, way of working, things kind of take too long for me when it comes to sequencers. Like I, I look at the sequencers and they're so compact and they're so like tight and menus and stuff. And I'm not saying all sequencers are like that. But the ones that I have seen in person and played with, I'm just like, man, I wish I had something like like a machine type interface mm -hmm. on Eurorack where it's like, yo, I can play these pads on here and, mm -hmm. and sequence a rhythm and then send these gates out to everything. Like something that simple with a so real yeah, so I don't really know if, the, if that, that's out. So well, cool. Steel, here's that the thing. That sounds like a damn good idea, this though. Is, this is where, <laughs> and I got into a discussion with uh, Shiro and, um, and Lee about this the other day. And my personal opinion is don't be stupid, right? Because we were talking about having, like, uh, drum pads inside of a Eurorack module and being able to do just that, right, inside of a Eurorack module. And a lot of the discussion came about because of, like, uh, modular on the spot and that sort of thing which i feel like is a little too pretentious for its own good when you you know it, it's cool for what it is but if you're really talking about making music and you want to do this this kind of um the type of programming that that you're talking about steel well then you might as well just have a midi to cv module and use an actual pad controller that's actually good for your hands no, and of course. sensitive in the right way 
and then maybe has a sequencer that actually works the way that you're wanting it to work and just maybe to CV it. Like, don't no, I feel you? I feel you, but for me, like, don't use stuff. something that's less powerful and less good for the task that you exactly want just because it's modular. Like, no, no, that, but what I'm saying is in the euro, see, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because I want it in my case, I don't want to bring an extra piece of equipment. Yeah, but if you want it in your case, then you run into the issue of okay, if I'm finger drumming in my case, but I don't finger now drum. Now I got now I'm hitting cables. Now now I've got these little knobs that are in the way. Like there's there's a aesthetic. Yeah, there's and I think I think you when because you you do finger drum and not a lot of people do. Well, some people do, some people don't. Um, so I don't think that would be that much of a problem for that person. I, I think depending on the design of something like that, you can get enough space. Because think about uh, what's dude's name? Uh, System 80. Is it System 80? I have his Jove filter and he made an 808, um, a, a 808 drum machine in your rack form. And it has the sequencer and everything in it. But I look at the form factor of that. It's kind of long. But at the same time, it's obviously a sequencer, too. So you could use the sequence of the things, I assume. I haven't checked it out. Well, actually, but I think that layout and the space is perfect, but it's just it's the 808 style sequencer, obviously. Well, Corey, how about something half how about something the size of a Digitech? Yeah. Right? A yep. Eurorack module that size. Because to me, that's perfect <laughs> to be in that perfect square to mm -hmm. be in, in a Eurorack. Because it's almost the size of a circadian rhythms. It's almost the size of uh, I don't know what other unit is that kind of size, but I'm thinking. Something that's a little bit more familiar to the person that's um, uh, used to sequencing in that way. And I'm not saying that it has to be that way. It's just something that I wish was out so that I can jump faster into the Eurorack because it's kind of tough for me to wrap my head around like, man, in order for me to sequence this kick drum over there, I got to patch this over there. And it's, I want something that's, <laughs> I want something that's like, you know, kind of, I don't want to have to patch my sequence out. You know what I'm saying? All right. Yo, I'm going to show you something real quick. And yeah, I'm moving my camera around and all that good stuff just so I can show you this, okay? I'm just, I'm just talking as the newbie to like modular stuff. Like, so I'm, you guys can answer my question. Right. Probably school me in a way like, oh, no, you can actually do that. You so know, so. I'm going to show you this right now. Hold on. Let me, uh, uh, -oh. so I can tell you what was while, uh, um, Ken is doing that. I can tell you, I also have the Lifeforms drum sequencer. Uh-huh. That's a pretty dope thing. Um, it has like touch plates on it. I'll I'll pull it up and show a picture of it. It has touch plates on it and it has the envelopes in it already. So if you got a couple different voices like STO or you know, anything, braids or anything, any any uh uh VCO that you might want to have, any oscillator that you might want to have, I mean, um, you can just kind of patch it in and use the knobs four knobs because it's four uh, tracks on there. You can kind of just use that and sequence what you want to sequence from there. Um, it has nice swing on it too. Uh, but once you get all the cables in there, and, and I'm overdue for a video on it, but once you get all the cables in there, which they're all at the top, it can get a little cluttered and it, it's really close to the knobs and stuff. So I can easily see what your, what your issue is. But you know, there's tools out there that can possibly do that stuff too. Yeah, I think, I think, Corey, for me, is that if, if I do want to do a performance on my modular, I don't want to take, like, a machine and my Eurorack case. I just want my Eurorack case to go with me. And I want the tools that are, I'm super comfortable with 
um, to be in. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, hey, so, 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 what, what, what's in your commercial. case now? What do you use? Oh, I'm building. I'm building my case right now. I have a small skiff, and I have okay. I have a mother thirty two. I have uh, MIDI to CV, and I have the Mini Brute. That's what I use so far with the Digitac for my drum. Okay, dope. So that's kind of my setup. Um, but I kind of want to get more modules uh, for my rack just because, you know, over at MSX Audio, man, we, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like the super nerdy, jazzy, like jazz designy kind of weird guy. And I'm always talking to him like, hey, guys, I'm going to get into modular because I feel like I've reached my limit when it comes to samplers. Like I've already, I feel like mm -hmm. I've done every sampler. I've played with a lot of them, and I'm like, you know what? I think it's time for me to uh, get into modular so that I can start creating sounds, not from microphones from recording the content, but now from like raw oscillators and a lot of stuff and that's not in software. Um, and you know what I did is I, man, I went and bought Reactor and I learned how to patch just by getting Reactor blocks and messing with that. And then I right. got BCV, and then I got soft tube and just been doing a lot of that sort of stuff and just been teaching myself how to you know buying the plug-in versions of stuff so that i can learn how to use it in real life here's the yeah. here's the thing that i think is dope about what you do though <clears throat> daniel is i feel like you have a good balance of using every damn thing and when i say that it's like you know you you incorporate ios you incorporate you know obviously samplers and synths and stuff but i think you do have some uh your rack stuff over there i kind of i kind of dig and obviously ableton and those things i kind of dig that you have a good balance of all that like there's tools you use as you put me up on on, on ios that i would have never thought about using well it's because so, I, I believe that if you're in the army you're supposed to use learn how to use every gun word you can't be that dude that goes to war. It's like, yo, um, I can't fight because I only have. I, I, they only taught me how he to. Took, he took my rifle. Yeah, he took, <laughs> hey, they only taught me how to use this one gun. So I'm sorry, I gotta sit this one out. Right, right. Like, no, you gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, I, like, I'm here. Like, no, um. So that's why, even with music, like I tell people, well, I don't just stick to learning one style of music. If I'm doing a rock record, I throw myself completely into what preamps are used, what guitar amps, what's the right wattages for stuff, all that sort of stuff so that I can make it sound like an authentic record. And I think that's what kind of has made us diverse sound designers because we throw ourselves into the culture of the music that we're part of. Word. And it's like... Hey, I'm going to try and join using a different browser real quick because apparently I'm not showing up. Yeah, you're not, dude. Yeah, you're not. I'm not either, but I'm. I don't want to do that for myself because it might end the broadcast. So, it's you know, right. if you see Ski or Daniel when I talk, just it's okay. <laughs> be, be all right with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, sorry, I'm gonna try jumping off real quick and then Ski. So just you, you stay on. <laughs> then I'll, I'll be right back. We'll see if it, it'll reset things. That that'll work. Right. Hey, hey. So while it's it's uh, me and Ski for a minute here, but. You know what I want to do? Yeah. I want to big up Ski. Congratulations on dropping uh, Switched On Bap. That joint is burning things up all over my feed. I love it. I've been checking it out. Obviously, uh, I, I feel good that I've been able to check it out for a while already. Um, yeah, how's, how's everything going with that? Man? It's going good, man. It's going good. The feedback has been really good, man. Really positive. Um, you know, it's motivating me to obviously work on Switched On too, and and you know, just do more things to promote this album, obviously. We got a um end of December. I think we got a twenty city European tour. We're setting up for the album. 
Don't. Um, we got um, you know, it sold out on Amazon the first day, which was a great sign. Um, it's moving, man. It's moving. People are, you know, they they kind of, you know, they take into it. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Actually, I, I love the the thing because it it elevates the 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 movement and just the idea that like you can do new stuff and you could push the envelope and still sound like hip hop though. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? I'm gonna keep it 100. It's just good to see black dudes on modular. I'm just keep saying. You say what? I said it's good to see <laughs> black dudes on modular. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Of course. Of course. Because I'm. Cause I'm like, man, what? Where they at? I'm like, oh, they go Corey and Ski, <laughs> <laughs> and Zero, and, and Corey put me on. Yeah, yeah man. it's like it's, there's a bunch. Of, so to me, it's just like it's real encouraging because I'm just like, also, you guys are making stuff that sounds like music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's man, very musical. It's a very musical approach to modular. Man, That's I don't know. been Black Quest anyway. I done heard some modular stuff that sounds like asteroids exploding and, <laughs> and like <clears throat> electrical circuits going bad. And I'm like, oh, okay. Neil, uh, you, know, you know the movie like, um, what was it? Um, You're kind of low, Ken. I, let me turn you up. Hold on. Let me get loud. How's that? There you go. That's better. There you go. Yeah. Um, what was it? The movie Rampage. And what was the one before that? The The... The one with the rock where um, it was an earthquake. Uh, oh, journey to the sun. No, the fault. The the fault one. Um, oh, I know what you're one. You know what I'm talking about. San Andreas, San Andreas joint. Yeah. So that's that's a, a good buddy of mine, Neil. And um, yeah, like a lot, a lot of that movie's uh, sound effects and whatnot were created on his modular. Awesome, awesome. Massive modular. So so when you talk about like asteroids and all that stuff. Yeah, just keep that to the movie scene. Like, let's let's not do that for the. Uh, no, but I think I think it's I think it's beautiful that you can do both. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 exactly. It's just I feel like so far for a long time, a lot of what I what was represented to me of the modular music was just noise. Was bloops and blips. Yep, yep, yep. Exactly. But you know but that's what people want to get into it. At the same time, you can. Um, you could take those bloops and blips and flip them. That's what I'm about. Of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about flipping a bloop here and there. <laughs> that's right. I'm flipping a bloop. Yo, that's sound <laughs> Is that related to cow tipping? <laughs> yeah, I'm all about flipping a bloop and a blip, man. Hell yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, yeah, let, me, let me see if you can see this at all. Um, I don't know if this is going to show on the stream or not. Can you click on the different windows and see? Or can you click on Ken's window? Uh, yep. Because I don't know if they can see it, but I was just trying to show Steel real quick. Um, if you if you have something like the uh the uh what is it the Beatstep Pro, you can actually you can unquantize it to an extent, and you can live record it. Like um, so if you hit shift, no, I'm, I'm clicked on his thing. We can't see that because right. I got the I got the video on live too. We can't see it. So Google right, Chats is jacking us today. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just explain it real quick. Hold on. Okay, do that. So if you hit shift and record, right, it'll go blue. Mm -hmm. when it does that like uh? Let me get a hi hat. So you you should be able to hear this at least. Hold on, let me uh, let me turn this up. So. Oh, this. All right, so you can hear the hi hats. Yeah. All right, so if I'm gonna just live finger drum it, all right. 
so that's not any any swing at it or anything. That's just how it's, it's doing. And if you wanna um if you wanna make it real sloppy, you can kind of do that to an extent. Like you get the um like hold on, let me. I'll do it like this. And I'm just doing it super sloppy so you can hear how it does on itself. Okay, so that does sound that does sound like it's not you know like it's. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I get it. Get outside of it to an extent. Yeah, but I think for me, I'm I'm a little hypersensitive to that stuff because I play drums, and so I'm always looking for something that's going <laughs> to. I'm sorry, Jay acting the fool and Jay. Jay Electronica. <laughs> if you're not if you're not watching the the live chat, you definitely should be should be in there. Yeah, you losing if you ain't watching live chat. Shout to uh, shout to Inky Blue, Jay Electronica, Matt uh, Masada. You know we got a few heads in there. Chris Sunberg. At first he said he said I feel like I'm just I'm just skyping with with Ski and y'all in the next room. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh that's funny, man. But Ken, thanks for showing me that because like honestly, that's kind of why I decided to go Electron because Electron kind of gave me a new kind of sequencer that I like using that kind of was a little bit flexible for me that broke me out of the machine Ableton MPC kind of way of thinking. So, yeah, yeah. so that's kind of why Electron is where my brain is at right now. And um, part of what I was showing you that for is because, so I use the BeatStep Pro um, for, for my modular drum sequencing for the most part like that. But then I combine it, I combine it with a trigger riot. Right. So I can use that and then I can use a trigger right, which gives me all this extra probability that I wouldn't normally have and all this other weird programming that I can do. Um, but the finger drumming, the pads and all that is still separate from my case. No, mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not stuck trying to like finger drum in a small little space where I'm hitting wires and hitting knobs and all that kind of thing. No, I'll tell you, I think for me, I wouldn't even... I, my approach would be a little bit different, especially when it comes to programming the beats. I would do more of the electron style sequencing where I would put steps in, but then I would just grab certain steps and then shift them so they can feel the way that I want them. If and if there's a if there's a sequencer that does that, I think you said the Eloquencer does it and Fluxus does that, right? Yep. Okay. Oh, man, I'm gonna that riddle real quick, man. So hey, hold on. Yeah, let's just actually that's exactly where I was going. Let's talk about the Rhythm MK2 only because the uh the update, the OS update 1.5, 1.45 just came out. What was it on the 6th of July? And what that is, is the long anticipated dual VCO mono synth, um mono analog synth is then built in. Uh, they basically use the synth architecture that's already in there to give us another machine. So for those who don't know how rhythm works, it has I don't know, what is it, 12, 13, 14 different machines that are basically different instruments that you can choose on certain pads. And now they've added a dual VCO mono synth, and obviously all the architecture is analog. And Corey, so that gives you a built-in mono synth and your Rhythm MK2. Corey, I'm sorry to mean to cut you off. What does it look like? I, does anybody got one, a picture or something? Yeah, yeah, here. Hold on. Uh, Ski, can you see? Can you see my... Uh, Oh, I've been seeing that thing, man. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hold on, hold on. We got we to figure out a way to let the actual people see it because right now all I see is me up on the feed. <laughs> oh. oh, that's dope. 
So that thing is pretty good, huh? Yeah, it's actually pretty dope, man. I love it, man. I, I'm, I'm, you know, there's a the person that I don't want to mention in the in the in the podcast now that has a bunch of complaints about it. But hey, 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 hey. I, in fairness, <laughs> I complain about everything. All right, that's my job. I, my job is to find out problems and tell people either a like why and how they should fix them, or b to just complain. Yeah, imagine, imagine if Ted Ken treated all his girlfriends the way he treats gear. You think, I, you think I'd still be alive if I treated my wife the way I treat my gear? I don't think so. I love my wife, and be she like, has no flaws. Like, hey, girl, you know what's wrong with you? The last girl I had had a USB port. So, <laughs> listen, before we get to talking about firewire ports on women, um, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to get in trouble. I feel like this is a hostile workplace environment right now. Yo, I will say this. Anyone who's, who's looking to go to something like the rhythm from, uh, from something like an NPC machine or any of the, you know, more standard hip hop style sequencers even even going back talking to something like an mc909 or something which kind of had that that xox feel about it in a way mm -hmm. the electron way of programming is totally alien to to the uh you know standard drum pattern programming that that mpc guys are used to you know what i mean um it's very xoxo style it's mm -hmm. very like you know like yeah, you can you can program live on it, no doubt. But man, it, it to me, it's much more like working on something like a, a like a eight oh eight slash drum brute slash you know any one of those style analog drum synths, as opposed to where the Tempest was more like, like MPC pattern type stuff. Oh yeah, well you it, it makes sense because I mean right, the Tempest was made by guys who you know like uh, Roger Lynn was a part of that project, so that makes sense why it kind of. Yeah moves more in the direction of an npc but obviously people at electron you know you could tell they get their inspiration for their sequencer from the from the you know 808s 909s of the world's that classic rolling sequencer style uh, but yeah what's dope about but so let me ask you ken because you got this not long after us and i know one of the things that i said about it when i reviewed it which i made i made a mistake and deleted my my first impressions demo of it <laughs> on youtube by mistake. Oh. anyway I, so you can't really do a first impressions again. Anyway, what you think of those pads? <clears throat> the pads. So my first, my first thing is I had a rhythm MK1, and the rhythm MK1 pads were absolutely atrocious. They were horrible. Yeah. The MK2 pads are almost not bad. Um, almost not bad. <laughs> <laughs> The night the gun got his rhythm, he was hitting me on Marco Polo. Like, can you believe this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No <laughs> Ken, that's but that's par for the course. Ken does at least five days worth of complaints, and oh, then <laughs> when he gets new gear, <laughs> then he moves on to what he likes about it. Yeah, so, I was like, I can't believe this guy. Not even five minutes with this joint, and I he already got a whole list. Word. So I will say this though, there is an aspect about these pads that actually is good. Whereas on the on the Rhythm MK1, there was nothing redeeming about those pads. They were horrible. They should have never been on there. These ones, there's a redeeming quality, and here's here's what it is: the um, 
there's like a depth to the velocity sensitivity on it, which is really great for when you're programming in the effects and the sends and that kind of stuff and you map it to the pads. So you have this like deep, like you can push deeply into the pad and kind of vary the velocity feel on it. And that'll, it, it, it lets you program that kind of stuff really well, which for that it works great. But, and for, for finger drumming, it's okay. Like it's passable barely, but you know, just don't expect them to be on like machine or MPC level. Well, that that's the key. Cause I said that in my review too, like, okay, I don't dig these pads. Initially, it's one of those things because I'm thinking of, you know, MPC pads. That's the, that's the standard, right? So that's what I'm thinking of anyway. Um, but, uh, oh, can y'all hear us still out there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, they, I, I think... just can't see. Uh, okay, so it's an audio podcast. Uh -huh. Remember those? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're still we're we're still getting audio. That's weird, Corey. I think you should you should drop out and restart, and, and it'll like you won't be a moderator, but it'll you'll still be in the call. Okay, I'm gonna drop off. I would try it. See what happens here. I may have just ruined. Uh, no, I think it ain't gonna do that. If I if I leave it, I've done it before. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 